News. The Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. What's happening, everybody? We're back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And on the show, we got some great names, some mega stars, and of course, what I like to say, some cool cats from the international and national stage. And most definitely, we will challenge your knowledge on what you think you know about your favorite stars in music. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and today I got with me my brother. From y- another mother. Yoon Chi, yeah, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, here's Yoon Chi. <laughs> so you got somebody buzzworthy for us today? Yeah, actually, the one that I'm going to introduce to you today, I would like to call them phenomenal. Phenomenal, all right. Yeah. That sounds good. That's it? <laughs> yeah, so the reason why I'm calling them phenomenal is... If you are ever living in China, uh-huh. so whether you are a fan of their songs, you will have come across their music. So there's, there's no way around that, huh? There's no escaping from their music. Oh, man. All right. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Well, for, me, for me, I got somebody who's a huge household name all over the world. And I think that in the 80s and in the 90s, she was somebody who was inescapable as well all over. So, mm. yeah, really excited to share. I'm already having a name in my head. Oh, really? All right. All right. <laughs> that's what's up. Well, <laughs> so why don't we get right to it then? Yeah, let's sure. start. Let's 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 get started. So, fact number one, and this is according to the talk, and this is a U.S. authority on top trends. She was born into a family of eight, and this is uh, six children. Mm. And uh, this artist had a really religious upbringing. Uh, her parents were both devout Christians, and during an interview with People, she went so far as to call her mother a religious zealot. <laughs> She declared that her parents took religion so seriously that it truly became their mandatory lifestyle and uh, not just a belief system to aim towards. So it sounds like like her upbringing was really strict and a lot of, you know, you couldn't, can't do this, can't do that. A lot of restrictions as a child. And I think I can already feel that this may have an effect on somebody when they get older. They could either stick with it or they could become super uh, rebellious. Rebellious, yeah. So, so it's a it's a she. Yes, this is a female okay. singer. During her interview with People magazine, she went on to say that her home was frequently uh, visited by nuns and priests, all of which were f- close family friends of her parents. So moving right along with this fact, her um, apparently she lost her mother uh, to cancer at the age of five. That's and, hard. But her father ended up getting remarried, but he remarried a uh, the housekeeper uh. after a really short time. And this is something that caused a lot of strain between this singer and her father. And it actually has played out a lot in her music. So this is, um, and I think this background is really important because once you know uh, kind of, you know, her where she came from, you can understand why know, she's where, dissing her where, father so much, <laughs> where she went in her music and why it was so, um, uh, I guess you could say at the time, very controversial. Yeah. So she's a really big name in, I guess, back in back in the 80s and in the 90s. OK, so I felt so from the fact number one, the one the information that I'm extracting is that it's a female. Yes. So I felt I felt lucky that I didn't say. I mean, after you said it's an inescapable musician, right? I was gonna say Michael Jackson, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's obviously not him. No, 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 not wrong gender. All right, moving on to fact number two. 
So this artist was a straight-A student and got a couple of scholarships, one to the University of Michigan for uh, music, and then she got another scholarship, a dance scholarship, to a renowned school for dance. So at that time, I think that's where her uh, ability and interest sparked in the world of music. But unfortunately, she dropped out of school and decided to, I guess, quote, put some miles between her and her family. And she went to New York City to pursue her dancing dreams. And I guess, uh, according to uh, Wikipedia, she only had about $35 in her purse or in her wallet. So she didn't have a lot of money. So this was a big risk. But she ended up going there and taking a lot of odd jobs and performed as a drummer, a vocalist, and a guitarist in a lot of different rock bands. So she was a part of a couple of bands in the 80s. I was waiting for more information after you said odd jobs. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's... But then you said guitarist, drummer, <laughs> and, what, and what, something else. But those jobs don't sound odd. Don't sound odd <laughs> at all? Well, give me a minute. So okay. after she went to New York, she was known for frequently showing skin on and off the stage and this began back in the 70s when she had just got to New York she had to do as I mentioned some jobs to make ends meet and one of those side jobs was her doing nude art modeling so that was one of the jobs that she did back in the day and a lot of those images are available for purchase today so yes also and this is according to uh, the talk it's been recorded that she worked for Dunkin Donuts for a while as well so again, the food, in, the, the food industry is back. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts and nude picture. But, I mean, isn't that... That's why it's called an odd job. It's just like, you know, working here and working there. <laughs> but I think most people would, see, would have seen that coming. Why do you say that? Yeah, because, you know, the stereotypical opinion that... People with uh, father issues, they uh, <laughs> normally end up being a... Uh... Yes, yes, that is that's that is a common stereotype. And, and you do see that uh, in certain artists and also not just with artists, but normal people. Yeah, and we were talking about the very strict uh, family, religious family yes. upbringing. And we were expecting when she turns rebellious. And <laughs> here, here it comes. And here it comes, exactly. And yes, that same um, source, the talk mentions how she also frequented a lot of uh, nightclubs. And I think New York City was, you know, really big for that, especially around that time frame in the 80s. Uh, nightclubs and um, you know, strip clubs and this type <laughs> of things. And it's just funny how sometimes this rebellion takes different forms. Yeah, and I can I can even imagine when she, when the true herself that's been hidden inside yeah. started to burst out mm. because you were just before I mean by the time she was applying for colleges she was still as you put it straight A students yes she even got her scholarships and by that time I feel like her restrictions from her childhood was still like the chains still mm. on her mm. yeah but then just all of a sudden yeah when she was in college she decided you know do what it is that she yeah in the states to do New York City and L.A., I, I think these are two places for people having a big musician or acting yes, dream. Yes, people who, are, who want to uh, make it big in the arts, whether it's music or acting. These are two signature cities that most young, impressionable people run impressionable. to. Impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because let's face it, it doesn't happen yeah. all the time, right? You have a lot of, probably a lot more people who ran to these cities with these aspirations and not, nothing happened. Definitely hit a miss. Yes. $35. <laughs> $35, exactly. So 
And things continue to get more and more interesting with this musician. According to the next fact, fact number three, and this is from uh, The Richest magazine and The Things magazine, uh, she started to meet a lot of different big name people as she started to get into music. And she met her first husband uh, named Sean Penn. And he's a really big, famous Hollywood star. And this was during 1985 on her Mm. 27th birthday. And the two ended up getting uh, married shortly after. So that was her first marriage. But she has actually has a quite an impressive dating portfolio. So uh, isn't that like every celebrity in Hollywood? Yeah, it seems that way. But I think uh, this person is exceptional, has a okay. really, really so another level and impressive dating portfolio. And normally you hear that for a lot of male stars, but this one in particular is... So it's unconventional, unconventional. For, for a woman, for a woman. Right, right. But she kind of broke that um, stigma or that stereotype, and she just really went for it. And she just really, um, and again, I think because of her her background, she didn't really care so much about what society thought of her. And I think that's why she's impressed um, herself upon a lot of aspiring uh, musicians coming up, especially uh, females. So, yeah, but can you give me a number, like how many marriages? Or... I can't say exactly how many because the sources just don't. I mean, I, I've looked up who, <laughs> who dated who, uh, the Things magazine and the Richest magazine, and according to these sources, she's dated um, individuals like Tupac, who's a hip hop mm-hmm. legend. Yeah. She's dated John F. Kennedy Jr. Is that like a politician? That's figure? Um, uh, a descendant of John F. Kennedy, one of the presidents of the U.S. And uh, Antonio Banderas, which is a famous actor. Lenny Kravitz, which is a huge star. Dennis Rodman, which is an NBA basketball player. A Rod, or who's a famous um, ba- uh, foot baseball player. So she knows everybody in this in the yes, industry. Yes, and the list just goes in on li- and on. I mean, in an Lady way. Gaga, Gwyneth Paltrow. So it's not just males, females as well. So it's just but in, not in a romantic way. I, if according to some of the uh, interviews and some wow. of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the photos, yes, it's um, more than just a friendship. I mean, it's it, there's a, a dating, and this is just the small list that I was able to compile. There's a lot more names on this list. So, oh, oh and currently now, and this is according to uh, the Mirror magazine, which is a UK-based uh, newsletter. She's currently dating someone that's 36 years her junior, so she's uh, 62 right now, and her current boyfriend wow. is 27. So, I think that's a like <laughs> it's a legendary, spo- right? <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's a spoiler fact for maybe a lot of the audience out there. Maybe, possibly. But for those getting back to this fact, she starred in a 1986 film in which she starred alongside with her husband at the time, as I earlier earlier I mentioned, uh, Sean Penn. So they starred in this movie together, and the film cost like 17 million to produce, but it only generated two million. So it was actually a Hollywood bomb, and she got a lot of awards for the worst supporting actress. And the so worst is such an award. <laughs> yeah, they call them Razzie awards. So these are the awards for horrible performances. So she didn't get a lot of, uh, you know, recognition for her acting. But later, in 1996, she actually won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in a film called Evita. Now, that's probably a big name for fans out there. 
this film called Evita. If they know it, then they probably know who I'm talking about. I know. <laughs> I want to play this fair because I have my phone right by my side. <laughs> I'm not gonna look up the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You、no. can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> That's cheating. All right. So move on to fact number four, and this is actually these are the biggest okay, ones.、Yeah. Okay. So. She has a lineup of very controversial songs, and that's probably what made her so famous back in the '80s and '90s. Was that her pushing the parameters of what society thought was acceptable and not? And she had some really—I don't know how many singles that were removed off of MTV. <laughs> they were pulled off of the radio.、Uh, there were boycotts. All kinds of drama. Are those When, songs still on the internet? Right. They、now? are definitely still on the internet, and you can hear them now. But at that time. They were、With、the original version. The original versions were, yeah, normally pulled off of whatever airways or whatever broadcast programs that were airing them. But it would be for like a day or two or three, and then they would pull them off. But people loved it. And one of her popular songs called "Papa Don't Preach" was also very controversial, and it was、uh, attacked by Planned Parenthood. And this is an organization that distributes、um, birth control to willing.、Mm-hmm. Willing、um, would-be mothers, and they urged radio stations to boycott the number one song, and it was hot on the Billboard 100 because it allegedly promoted teen、uh, pregnancy. And that was—I remember this song, and I actually know the lyrics, and I could sing it. Papa, don't preach. I'm in love with him. Papa, don't preach. Like, I remember singing it as a kid, but I had no idea what it meant. Yeah, that's like what a lot of like hit songs <laughs> kind of get into your head. Yeah, They're yeah. It's just like background noise, but you picked it up. Your brain just your brain just, just unconsciously it sticks to、up. your mind. And that song was pretty much about a young girl, I think. And that's in that depiction of that song, it was like a 14 year old girl or 15 year old girl who actually got pregnant. And she said that she's not going to get rid of the child. She's going to keep it because she she's in love with the guy. And、uh-huh. so、uh, that that was, I mean, at that time, it was just like a lot of people were really upset, you know, type of this type of、uh, rhetoric.、It、might become popular in Texas now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's just one. And then there was another one, like a prayer. And this one obviously had it touched on a little bit of religious issues, which made which made people. Uh, uncomfortable because this artist was、uh, very vocal about her, I guess you could say, disagreement with the institution of religion. So yeah, that this song had a lot of it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. She was dancing in front of burning crosses and she was kissing a black saint in a church pew and also、uh, fighting racial injustice. I mean, all of this was just wrapped up in one video,、wow. and、uh, I, I think one of the popes at that time even wanted that. That removed from circulation, and so it was just a huge, huge uproar when this song was released. So yeah, it's just, I guess, because she was suppressed so much、mm. in her childhood by the religion, right, the religious right. restrictions. Now, when she, after she grows up, she feels like. She's finally able to fight it back. Yeah, yeah, and, and she's、I've, pouring that energy into her songs, <laughs> right? Yeah, she's she's.、Uh, I think she was a master of poking sensitive areas in the country. Because I mean, in the United States, with you know, the, obviously the black and white thing, you know, in that video, she was uh, uh, intimate with. A black man, and at that time, that wasn't something that you saw on national、By、TV. By that time, do you, what like the nineteen nineties? This was in the eighties. 
80s. In the 80s. So at that time, it was still a little bit of taboo. And so since she's kind of a, a rebellious artist, that was an area that she knew would generate a lot of controversy and attention. So she went for it. Sounds like the 80s version of Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. And so, yes, she has influenced a lot of, uh, well, well-known divas in music today, including uh, Britney Spears, uh, Christina Aguilera, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, and the list goes on and on and on. So she's kind of the uh, the model for a lot of these famous uh, singers. So, again, this is for, for hardcore fans of this musician. I think they had... They've they've already they already know who this is for sure. Especially when I listed the the singles, the uh, the songs that I mentioned before. I think when you started talking about she's a, a lady in her sixties and she's dating someone that's how much younger? Thirty six. Thirty six years younger. Oh, I got the number right. So thirty six <laughs> years younger than she is. Yes. So Yun Chi, if you had to guess who you think this person is, who do you think it would be? Well, when you were talking about the uh, the relationship history, the long list of relationship Super history. Super long list. Yeah, that she kind of. It was a sex symbol of the '80s, so it makes sense. They were. I think she was one of the first where it was so interesting to know who she was dating as opposed to what she was singing. So it was just a really hot topic uh, at that time. Yeah, actually, her identity goes just beyond. Yes, her, her identity as a mu- musician. Right, right. But so, any ideas? Talk. The clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously she's she's before my time. Yes, and some of her descriptions fit in <laughs> the, some of these celebrities that I know. But it's obvi- it's obviously not them. Mm. Like the the long list of relationship kind of like fits with. Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think I, I'll give you one little clue, all right? We talked about it on a previous episode where she kissed Britney Spears at an MTV performance. Oh. That's the last clue that you get. <laughs> I remember that fact, but I forgot the name. <laughs> I forgot who the person was. Okay, so if you had to, if you had to throw a name out there, who would it be? Uh, I was going to say Britney Spears, but I just said her name. <laughs> Okay, let's hear what the judges have to say about that. Oh, I'm sorry, that is not it. So, this musician is Madonna. Ah, right. Madonna has been referred to as the queen of pop. Her works, which incorporate social, political, sexual, and religious themes, have generated both controversy and critical acclaim. She has a revenue of over... 1.5 1.5 billion U.S. dollars from her concert tickets, which remains she remains the highest-grossing solo touring artist of all time, with sales of over 300 million records worldwide. She's noted as the best-selling female music artist of all time by the Guinness World Records. So yeah, she's an icon for a lot of um, female, uh, or just in in the world of music, and she was able to push those parameters, and she somehow didn't care so much about what people thought, and I think that that's exceptional because most people are care heavily about. influenced by what you know society thinks of them, and it can really mess with their mental state. But yeah, most people think about conforming to yeah. the mainstream society culture. Yeah, yeah. And today I got a couple of personal favorites. Unfortunately, not the one I t- attempted to sing earlier, but. 
But the ones I got for the show today are, I guess you could say, post-2000, so they're relatively recent, or at least around that time anyway. So, first up on the Madonna playlist, I got music, followed by Beautiful Stranger from the Austin Powers soundtrack. Check it out. Hey, Mr. DJ, put a record on. I want to dance with my baby. Smart and I'll run away But I'm not 
Yeah, that was from the uh, Austin Powers soundtrack. I'm not sure if you've seen Austin Powers. But... Austin Powers. Oh, Which man. Which year you was are this movie made? Out. I'm not sure what year it was made. It, was, it had to be in like the late 90s, early 2000s. It was a trilogy of them, but mm. it was just this ridiculous uh, kind of like spoof of uh, James Bond kind of uh, vibe. And this guy was like really unattractive, but for some reason, every woman in that movie really loved him and was attracted to attracted him. Attracted to him. So yeah, then I guess the notion of beautiful stranger it's kind of funny if you know the, the you know the nature of that movie. And um but yeah, I think for Madonna to sing it, you probably read a little bit into the words a lot, right? But I mean like between these two sources music and Beautiful Stranger, just the, the tune, the melody mm. of the second one just uh, fits my taste a bit more because it's a little bit more 
normal-ish. Normal-ish. <laughs> yeah, beautiful stranger. It's pretty cool. It has this uh, notion of just seeing beautiful people all over the place, and sometimes the attraction can be so strong you feel like you're in love. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it happens more than you know. <laughs> yeah, but I see beautiful colleagues every day. Hey, 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 hey! Take it easy, there, man. Take it easy. <laughs> so, Yun Chi, who do you have for us today? The musician I'm introducing today is not just an individual person. Okay, it's actually a duo, and they've got a couple of names or aliases. All right, the king and the queen of Spring Festival Gala. All right. And the king and queen of ringtone. Okay, the you kings know, of the Chinese Spring Festival Gala. You know Spring Festival, right? Yes, that's a, a kind of annual celebration every year. It's kind of like the Chinese, kind of like Christmas. Uh, yeah, that's a good comparison <laughs> with. Uh, so it's the biggest yeah. um, television celebration gala annually each okay. year. Yeah, Spring Festival when Chinese go home and celebrate and meet their. Families, okay, right? right, and it's the biggest show of the year. So they're the kings of it, huh? Okay, uh, <laughs> it's a title. <laughs> they're not really, they're not like literally the kings, but they have been invited constantly, practically every year mm. on the Christmas show. You can't get rid of them, huh? Uh, okay. Mariah Carey. Uh, <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, that was the first title, the first alias, and they are they're also known as the kings of ringtones. So the, by ringtone. It's not like when I'm calling you, your speaker, your phone speaker is playing out loud yeah. their music, but like the person that's calling you from、oh, this musician. Okay, so when you're the 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 caller, when they hear that music that's played while they're waiting, they don't hear the the normal、uh, do 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 sound. Yeah, they hear this. They hear the music. Blasting, from, okay, from this duo. So it's the top selected song that people choose when they're to show their personality, to let the caller know that I've got, I'm hip. Okay, I've got a style, <laughs> right? Wow. All right.、Uh, right now we are gonna move into fact number one. All right. Um, this is a duo, and they actually both didn't start as as a musician early in their career. So in 1995, the female, after her graduation from a dancing school, she went back to her hometown in Inner Mongolia、yeah. and worked as a, a home appliance saleswoman. Okay. In a local store. All right. right. So not music. <laughs> and then two years later, eventually she decided she wanted to pursue a career. She got tired of working at、uh, <laughs> at the store, right? <laughs> with home appliances, but you can actually mu- make music with the home appliances. Do you know? Make music with home appliances. Have you seen the videos、uh, on TikTok? People like pressing buttons on the washing machine. <laughs> But she, well, that would get old, though. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that kind of music is not enough. Yeah, for her music dream, right? Yeah, you would have to craft that video perfectly to get the right sound from the, each、yeah. appliance. I don't know. Some people they can actually they remember the tunes of the buttons、mm. very well. Maybe she got tired of playing music on a washing how, how machine. How would you get a record deal from that? <laughs> I mean, I think like if if someone was to look at that and be like, okay, this、uh, person has talent, but how could we use it? You、uh, know, how many songs? 
songs could you make by pressing buttons and tapping on certain things? And I, I would say all of the songs because it's uh, there are many buttons on the washing machine. Yeah, I can believe I cannot believe we're getting so serious on this washing machine. Yeah, I'm just, but... I'm just saying. I'm just thinking like if this was if this is a hot idea. I'm just yeah. surprised that there hasn't been any stars that has made a career. Of but just working, yeah, I think that hitting different you know things you know tapping on this chair and hitting this button and then making songs as a you know for an album. I think you could probably do like two or three songs like that, but like for a entire career, yeah. How are you going to perform on on stage with this type of uh, arrangement? Well, it's a shame they didn't have TikTok <laughs> and YouTube back in the days, because now right. it's becoming a thing to play music with random stuff. Random stuff, huh? Yeah, but well, if she stick, I'd like to see that in a concert. Actually, yeah. If she if she sticked with home appliances <laughs> salesman saleswomanship, then she probably will achieve something in that category. So she eventually went alone down south to Shenzhen to pursue her career in music. So that was the story of the female member of the duo,、right. and now the guy. He was working as a technician that fixes、um, elect electronics、okay. in、so、a factory, bro fixing broken electronics. Yeah, in this way, that sounds exciting. Yeah, he was. He actually shared some similar experience with、uh, the the lady. Did he try to make music with that too? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were destined to be a partner, to be in a duo, right? And then later, this guy also went down south to Shenzhen, and he, by the time he was working in a ballroom, a dancing hall. Wait, so before that, did he go to school for music, or no?、Nope, he didn't、uh, have a music background. No, at least not that I know. Okay. Yeah, and eventually, these two musicians they met, they met, and so they, they met at the club. Oh man, that has a <laughs> that's normally not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they met in a club in a professional way, not the kind of like <laughs> nighttime clubbing. Right. So, fact number two: the general public seem to have a problem with、uh, the male singer. Yeah, because okay, why is that? A lot of people complain that、uh, he's kind of、uh, invisible in this duel because we just don't feel his presence. It's mostly the female doing the singing, but the male just occasionally pops out and、mm. and raps "Yo Yo" or "Oh Yeah." <laughs> that's actually that's actually the nickname that the general public, by general public I mean people from online, they give him an alias or a nickname. They call him the brother Oh Yeah, or brother Hey Yo Yo. <laughs> Okay, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to criticize him、yeah. because there are people like、uh, from a professional perspective analyzing that. I mean, her, his role in the duo, like he sings the harmony, is very important for the rapping part. Well, yeah, and I think that there's a musician, there's a group called、uh, the Carpenters, and this, they were super big、right. back in the、uh, you know I think the '60s and '70s. I know and, some of、um, the very iconic songs. Oh、well, yeah, me too. And of course, you only Remember Karen Carpenter, who's this? You know the, the main vocalist. Oh right, the music. it's also a duo. And yeah, she sings. She sang with her brother, and I. I don't know his name, and I don't really remember the tone of his voice. Because, but what does he do? You know, but he's just kind of in the background. He does the、right. he does the background vocals. Harmony. So that's what makes that、um, I guess that that group or that that、uh, duo or it makes it work because there's that that supplement to the music. So it's not always. Cool to be in the background, but it does make that relationship work, and it sometimes it can still generate good music. 
sometimes I get around with the musicians here in China,、yeah. and there's like the inside jokes about like、uh, a band playing on stage, and before the performance,、mm. they're gonna sort of like warm up the stage and warm up the audience. So、yeah. the the singer is gonna have a solo, and the guitarist is gonna have a solo, and、uh, the the drummer the, the drummer is gonna have a solo, and the bass player is gonna have a to perform a stand up comedy. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean,、okay. it's a it's a joke about like the bass player. People, the audience don't pre- appreciate. Yeah, the, that's the, that's <laughs> not cool, man. I mean, I think yeah, the bass players they still they they really bring out the music. It's、uh, yeah. From, if you don't have it, the music sounds a certain way. So you you gotta have them. And I, I don't know. I mean, and then maybe it depends on the type of genre of music that you're into. So you have to. I mean, bass is is super important. Yeah, I, I would say there's no such thing as an invisible or <laughs> useless part in, when it comes to music. Yeah, but if when you look up this duo's name on the internet,、mm. the first result from the search engine might be people asking, "What the hell does this guy do?"、Mm, wow. Well, now I'm interested in hearing the music. I want to hear if it's if it does sound like a one woman show where it's just her voice and everything, or it is. I mean, do we hear a male voice in the background? And if we do, then that qualifies. I mean, he's doing he's doing what he's supposed to do. And these, yeah, and these sarcasms are so popular. And this guy, so the guy from the this duel, he attended an online variety show for stand-up comedy,、mm-hmm. and he was joking himself about himself having little contribution to the duel, but splitting fifty-fifty with his partner. Oh wow! Okay. Well, respect to that spirit. Well, yeah, he doesn't sound like he takes himself very serious, and I mean, I don't, I don't see how someone could play on some of the jokes that people have pitched about his involvement in something that he's supposed to be quite passionate about, which is music. And if people say that he, he's, you know, doesn't contribute and he jokes about that, I don't contribute. I, I think this is a very special kind of person. Yeah, especially when you have a couple of musicians collaborating、yeah. <laughs> in one song. Yeah. People might evaluate like which is the most defining factor for the popularity. Like、uh, the rap song、uh, "Love the Way You Lie," right?、Mm-hmm. Like the most iconic part is when the lady sings the singing part of well, the lady. Well, it's the most memorable. The memorable、right? part replays in your mind again and again, and that's something. And there's a little bit of studies on that in terms of like the the female voice versus the male voice. People tend to remember the female voice more. Yeah. So、uh, it's not something that you can hold against the guy. I mean, if he's still doing his thing, he's still you know contributing. Then he should get. And I, I don't know. I just think that that just depends on、uh, people's familiarity with doing something as a whole, as a unit. It's not always just one person. And that's I think that's also the downside of doing being in a band or in, in a group because. Yeah, there's always people who always less the one that's less appreciated. Yeah, there's always gonna be somebody that people they don't they don't that's gonna be invisible, and that's um it's it's unfortunate.、Uh, yeah, there's another popular song, Empire State of Mind. Yeah, that, right, right with、uh, Alicia Keys and Jay Z. Yeah, the most memorable part is when Alicia sings New York. York. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how much do you remember the rapping part、uh, from Jay Z? Uh, I remember some. But、yeah. uh, obviously, it's you know what the verses is different words uttered for every bar, but for the the hook, which is the part that she sings, is quite repetitive, right? So you're hearing it again、yeah. and again and again, and it's the same. So it's easier to remember. Yeah, I think that's the purpose of the production 
of mm. the the rap songs, mm. the chorus or the, yeah, the chorus. That's what the, it's for. Yeah, it's the chorus to get in is your brain to produce something that's memorable that sticks into your head. Exactly, and exactly. That kind of purpose. Right. So now let's move on to the next fact. Fact number two. Apart from the complaints about the guy's invisibility, <laughs> so some of the aliases that people gave to this duel include the junction of city and countryside. So, like a tier one person is is making music with a with tier, tier five person, tier five, yeah, tier ten, oh, even. Man, that's not. And a, another alias. This one is actually, I think, I find it very hilarious. It's called they call they call them the agricultural heavy metal. Oh, wow. <laughs> Agricultural heavy metal. Wow. Yeah, critics can be pretty grimy. And that's why I think you got to really love what you do and do it for yourself and your true fans. Because, yeah, musicians. some people, yeah, some people are sort of like even attacking this duel. But yeah. from what I know, I think uh, the members from this duel, they are very uh, okay with it. They, ta- they even take it as a compliment hmm. because they. They realize that controversy sells, or any kind of press is good press. If people are talking bad about you, it's still press. People are still talking about you, right? I'm feeling that the main the main reason is because the style of the female vocalist,、mm-hmm. she has this style of singing in the ethnic regions of China, where people, you know, like they would sing some tunes to keep their spirit up. Oh, well, that, to me that sounds good. It sounds like it's she's got a unique flavor, and that's something that yeah, it has a certain History to it, it has a certain culture to long, it. So, long history. Yeah, I mean, to me, that sounds like it's it has appeal. I mean, but yeah, you're not gonna make everybody happy. Maybe for some people, it may be an irritant to their ear, but for <laughs> other people, it may be like, oh yeah, I can rock with that. That's nice. Yeah, some their music are getting appreciated by some of by some people because they're combining the ethnic yeah, music yeah. with、uh, maybe Western or more pop music elements,、mm-hmm. and that I, I call that innovation and innovative, right? Okay. But I know. I think in most places, the culture from the agricultural region、yeah. are normally underappreciated. Because I I know in the states, people also jo- joke about Missouri. Well, I'm not sure about the state exactly, but、um, it depends. It's there's a lot of genres in music, so、uh, you have a, a you know country music in the states, which is a, has a huge following for people in that in that area. And actually, you have a lot of stars that have broken into the mainstream. You know, Faith Hill and、um, uh, Toby Keith and all of these big co- country stars, and they have a really distinct way of singing that me personally, I'm not a big fan of. But I know that there are other people that that rock to it and they like it, and it's just you know, I, I I just shrug my shoulders at it because it's not it's not my it's not my bag, but for other people it's hot, you know. I, so I can't knock it because I know that you know there's other people that have a different feel for it. So、I'm, I wouldn't call it tacky; it just says different. And it appeals to a different market, and I'm definitely not that market. <laughs> <laughs> and the last fact I have for you today about this duel. All right. They're also the king and queen of square dancing. Okay. All right. So have then, you seen square dancing? I have、right、seen、now? it all over. I mean, everywhere I go in certain like、um, streets. If I'm going to, yeah, it's in the evening times, <laughs> and it tends to be like people that are a little bit older. You know, in their forties, fifties, sixties, and they're out there dancing. And、um, I've 
I've never been brave enough to go up and try to like join. You, you ever think about like participating in the dancing? I've thought about it, but I haven't actually done it. But it's something that's really prevalent here in China, and I see it looks sometimes these, these grandmas walk around with these radios on their shoulders, kind of like back in the '80s when carrying a, a stereo on your ear was really popular back in hip hop. But like, yeah, in, in China, you have some grandmas that have little radios that they carry around, and they have this really interesting music that they play, and then people dance to it out on the streets. And I think. This is actually one of the reason that some of the people don't get along, don't like this duel. Because if you go to these square dancings,、mm-hmm. you would recognize that it's probably eight of eight out of ten or nine out of ten times you will hear they play music from this duel. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is anthem music for Chinese square dancing. Okay, that's that's pretty hot. Yeah, it's the dancing granny's anthem and idol. <laughs> yeah, this duel is their idol, and sometimes the, these grannies they, they might blast the music a bit too loud and disturb、mm. the neighborhood. Yeah, and that kind of leads to people having a bit of a resentment to this music. <laughs> Okay. And the musician who who created it. Yeah, why do you <laughs> why do you make this music so good for the grannies? That's what's up. Grannies are disturbing the peace, and they have a loyal following and listenership. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they have very faithful listener group. <laughs> The grannies. All right, man. I think it's about that time you tell us who this dynamic duo is. I, I'm not even gonna guess. <laughs> okay, so. The name of this duel is called、uh, Feng Huang Chuanqi, and I think、uh, all the Chinese listeners they you already know who this person is.、Right. And the translation for this name is called、uh, Phoenix Legend. Phoenix Legend.、Okay. Even the even the translation sounds a bit tacky, but it's <laughs> it's but it's unofficial translation. Yeah, I'm translating the, their name personally. Okay. So for our listeners out there, if you're interested in hearing what most people, I guess probably the biggest demographic in China right now, who yes, they're, who they're listening to, the out most the popular streets, music, and what you'll hear when you're walking down the streets in China, this is the duo that you'll most likely hear. So you got a couple, you got a song you want to play for us today? Yes. So the song that I have picked personally for our audience today, one is called "He Tang Yue Se."、Uh, it's called "The Moonlight Over the Lotus Pond."、Okay. Followed by 最炫民族风 the most dazzling ethnic trend.、Uh, check it out.
下花正开。什么样的节奏是最呀最摇摆？什么样的歌声才是最开怀？弯弯的河水从天上来，又像那万紫千红一片海。哗啦啦的歌谣是我们的期待，一路边走边唱才是最。And that was 最炫民族风 the most dazzling ethnic trend by Feng Huan Chuanqi. All right, all right, Yunqi, thank you so much for sharing, and I think we're gonna call it for this episode. So for those of you listening out there, be sure to send us an email, leave us some comments, and let us know how we are doing. And if there's another musician that you'd like to see on the show, be sure to give us a shout out, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. And for those of you listening in, thank you so much for joining us today, and we will see you next time on Pop Muse. Peace. <laughs>